Hi everyone, welcome to Bone Chillers Podcast. Welcome to episode 15. Um, I've got two special guests with me today. Um, I've got Joseph. Hello. And our cousin Francesco, who we will also call Coco during this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Cool. So um, yeah, today we're going kind of back to our, our, uh, our roots with creepy things. Um, and I thought that today we could talk about Ouija boards. Uh, but first, I would like to ask Coco some my like usual intro questions. So, Coco, do you have like a favorite horror m- movie? I know you're quite into your your movies, but do you have a favorite horror? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think my favorite is probably A Nightmare on Elm Street. <gasps> yes, my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like actually scared? buy it though or is it just that you just like it well i think it was like the truly the first movie that terrified me when i was younger because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i was i was absolutely scared of it when i was little but i mean nowadays it's more just like entertaining i don't know yeah. i just think it's like a good movie that holds up really well and um yeah and i think like halloween would probably be like a close second so. Yeah. Have you seen all of the like spin-offs of either one of those two? I don't know how what Nightmare on Elm Street is up to. It's probably like nine or something. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen all the sequels, remakes of all those films. Ooh, that's <laughs> but dedication. To me, yeah. <laughs> um but to me, the original two, the first Halloween and the first Nightmare on Elm Street, I think will forever be the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to live up to this. I mean, most sequels, I feel like, are a bit difficult to kind of live up to the first one. But those especially, because I feel like the more we like go along in numbers, maybe the slightly worse they get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Although I did like Halloween 3 for some reason. I never saw 2, but I saw 3. Oh, yeah, that was the... That was, like, the weird one with the masks that, like, kill people. Yes, yeah, that has literally nothing to do with, like, Michael Myers. Yeah, (laughs) that was so (laughs) random. Um, And do you have any favorite, like... I know we're quite into video games, but do you have a favorite horror video game? Um, well, as I'm sure you, you both (laughs) know, I'm a chicken when it comes to horror video games, but, um, I don't know if I, if I have like a favorite favorite, because I feel like I haven't played as many as I should, but I think of the ones I played with you guys, uh, (laughs) I think Outlast would probably be like my favorite (laughs) because i think that one freaked me out the most right. to the point where like joseph had to finish finish it for us that's joseph. usually how it goes yeah i was gonna say he does that a lot <laughs> joseph i can't do this can you beat this boss for me please <laughs> and i know you're quite into like books and reading and stuff have you read any good like horror books i know it's kind of a difficult medium to portray horror in because he- it's a different kind of yeah. version. Well, what I find is uh, as much as I love horror movies and to an extent horror games, um, 
surprisingly, there aren't too many like horror books that I've read, but um, I would say uh, some of like Stephen King's books are pretty good. Like I did read, <laughs> as massive as it was, I did read uh, it. Wow, I ended well up reading done. it. <laughs> so, pretty impressive. Oh, hmm. yeah. Because <laughs> isn't it over like a thousand pages? So I think like. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, and, like, I, because uh, I, it, the weird thing is, like, I saw the movies and the show, that, like, weird 90s miniseries. <laughs> Very weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, before I even read the book, but I was like, I think I like the book the most out of all of them. Really? It was pretty good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that probably be my favorite, but again, it's like such a small pool because I feel like I haven't read as many horror books as I should. Mm. I feel like there's not really a lot out there. I maybe it's not as mainstream as like movies because I feel like everyone yeah. can enjoy horror movies, even if you're not like a fan of them. Like people will just go with their friends and be like, hey, hey let's go do this funny thing and we'll all be really scared in a movie theater and it's more right. of the atmosphere than i don't know maybe pleasure exactly <laughs> yeah which is why i think i haven't read too many horror books it's like they don't really necessarily scare me as much mm. yeah, as exactly. a horror movie would so yeah for sure um has, yeah even has... even though those uh was it scary stories to tell in the dark that series yeah. is only yeah. really scary to me because of the pictures yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know did you guys see the movie of that i did I didn't. yeah oh the thing um, that scared me the most was the images of this these things i thought everything was just really ugly <laughs> yeah a hundred percent because yeah the stories weren't really that scary so. no <laughs> Um, so, Coco, has any, have you had, like, any spooky happenings? I know we'll probably touch upon this a bit later because <laughs> we've all had some experiences in your, in your house. But um, have you had anything, like, spooky happen to you? Uh, so there were maybe, like, two or three incidents. Uh, I think the most vivid one that I can recall uh, is probably the one where, and my sister and my mom were actually with me when this happened. But um, we were, my sister and I were coming up the stairs from the basement, and this was before we had the basement redone. Mm -hmm. So it was like still, it was the really creepy basement from before. Yeah. Um, and like my sister and I, I remember just, it felt for some reason that day, it was just like, super creepy extra creepy down there i don't know why i can't explain it but um i we just felt weird and we like immediately ran up the stairs and then as soon as we ran up the stairs um i remember seeing one of like my my little play plastic play chairs um just all of a sudden just move <gasps> like no, there was nothing that could have caused it to move like there was no there was no like wind draft or anything like I just I can't explain it I don't know how it happened but we were 
absolutely terrified. We screamed. Um, <laughs> I mean, we fair. didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it was such a random, random like isolated incident. I don't know like what. Again, like it was just it was so random and. I just remember being terrified for for a while and I refused to go downstairs because I just like did I just I didn't know how like a ch- a chair like the, it, it wasn't even like just like a little nudge like it full on moved. Oh my god. It's like from... flew across the room kind of thing. <laughs> Nothing like not that, that extreme <laughs> but like yeah but it's like somebody took the chair and then like pulled it from one end of the room <gasps> to the other. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that does sound like a significant amount of uh, movement. Oh my god. Yeah. Terrifying. And like you've been down there, like there's it's there's just like no our windows are really small. There's it's there's really no draft down there. Like I don't know how how that happened or how that could have happened. And um yeah, so I that was like I guess my first sort of experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think my sister probably has had like a couple more than I have because, like I said, I was terrified of my basement. So <laughs> if I didn't have to go down there, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, especially after that. Um, but then there was also another incident where I remember when I was really young. Uh, my sister was still born at this point, but I must have been in like elementary school. It must have been like third grade. And there was just one morning where I remember I was laying in bed and then all of a sudden I heard this really heavy breathing. Like somebody was panting right next to me. And oh my god. <laughs> what? Oh my yeah, god. it was it was so bizarre. Like like I said, there was nothing in my room that could have produced a sound like that. Like mm-hmm. my windows were closed. Um and there was at that point we didn't have essential air or anything, so there was no vents anywhere in my room. Um and yeah, it just it sounded like somebody was next to me and they were breathing really heavily and really hard like they were just trying to catch their breath and it felt like it was right at the end of my bed and oh my god i remember laying there in fear yeah for a few minutes and then i finally got the courage to get up and i ran out of my room and i went into my living room and i swear to god i heard it following me <gasps> what like footsteps and... or that's the weird thing. Like, I didn't hear footsteps, but I heard the that like panting, like that that person just like out of breath. Like I just heard them breathing really heavily and following me. Oh. So then when I was in the living room, I panicked, and I remember running into the bathroom, and then um, and then when I was in the bathroom, I the the shower curtains were closed, right? And I swear to God, I heard it again. And this time it was behind the shower curtain. Oh, no. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell no. (laughs) Exactly. So, of course, at that point, like, I've seen enough horror movies. 
um, <laughs> to know to just like not look behind it. Mm-hmm. So I immediately ran into my mom's room and I hid under the covers and my mom was still sleeping. <laughs> and see, I don't know. I would have to ask my mom because I don't know if she remembers this, but um, she had woken up obviously once I got into the bed and she had said to me, she was like half asleep and she was like, what is that noise? Do you hear something? And I'm like, mom, do you hear the breathing? There's somebody in here. There's somebody in here. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't see anybody. Oh and yeah, I think my mom must have just been completely out of it. Cause then like after that, she passed out again, but I continued to hear the breathing. And then, uh, after a few minutes, it just, it just stopped completely. And then I didn't hear, hear it again. And it was just like such a weird, I, I, I don't know what that, what it was. And like I said, like our windows were all closed. Like, I don't know where it was coming from. And yeah, it just, it sounded like somebody was following me and it sounded like somebody was panting and, and it sounded like they were right next to my ear because I swear to God, it sounded so close. Oh my God. And I was just terrified the entire day. Like I just, I could not stay in one room oh my for any given moment. Yeah. And you haven't, um, you didn't like feel that sensation again? No, well, which is good. the strangest thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And those are like the, really the two that I, I, I can remember. Those are the ones that really stood out to me right um yeah but then like people like my sister swear that they like also heard stuff like in the basement all the time and like swear they saw stuff moving so we need to do research (laughs) (laughs) exactly but like the funny thing is though ever since we got the basement redone it seems like those things have kind of stopped so maybe whatever was down there was kind of like cleansed with all the stuff that was <laughs> yeah. ripped out of there. Hilarious. Um, yeah. And then, uh, again, like, this didn't really happen to me, but um, I'm sure you guys, you guys know, like, all the stories with CFFL's old house, right? <gasps> yes. Her, I can't, like, yeah. The stories she Hello? tells me are just ridiculous. Oh. Hello, I've returned. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's the... some spooky interference for me too. <laughs> yeah, Coco, the, the ghost is like, uh, "Were you talking about me?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the yeah the ghost stories at Fofo's house. So Fofo is our aunt, and I feel like I have we have maybe like kind of brought her up when in a previous um, podcast when we were talking about Bigfoot but one of the stories that Fofo has told me is that like she was away I don't know for how long but she asked one of her friends I think maybe her neighbors to um, like watch the house while she was you know away and she said that like the the neighbor was in the kitchen and some guy with like overalls on came into the kitchen and was like oh I don't know said some question 
And the friend was like, mm, this is weird. Who the heck is this guy or whatever? And I think he was maybe just like asking for directions or like what was going on. And so she answered him and then he went away. And um, so the friend told Fofo like, oh, this random guy just appeared in your kitchen. I don't, do you know him? And um, uh, Fofo was like, oh yeah, I've, you know, I've asked about this person. Was he wearing overalls or whatever but apparently he was a guy who used to live in the house and yeah. Fofo was like oh yeah <laughs> the neighbor said that that was the guy who used to live here like the other neighbor and I was like <laughs> I, just, I cannot I cannot stay in front of that for some I reason cannot. when I hear that story I picture the guy to be the like alien from Men in Black alien guy. <laughs> <laughs> <The farmer. laughs> yes. If it's just like a normal looking old farmer guy, I yeah. feel like it's not so bad. Yeah, but sh- like, imagine you were watching somebody's house and all of a sudden some guy just walks in. I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> what the exactly. Hell? Like, that would scare me any- like anyway. Even if it was a real person, I'd be like, oh my god, who the hell is this? Like, I didn't expect yeah. anybody else to be in this house. But then for somebody to be like, oh yeah, that was a ghost. I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching your house ever again. And I'm never coming to your house ever again. See ya. Well, one of the last times we were up there, my mom sort of uh, experienced something freaky. And it was actually in in the room. um, I don't know if if you remember it. uh, The room where if you go up the stairs, the one to the left. Oh, yep. I know that room. Low ceiling. I I hate that room. (laughs) That that room room wasn't. That one was a, a disaster because I would always get stuck on the side where I'd bust my head open because it was vaulted <laughs> yep. on the side. Yep. Yeah. And somehow the shorter person would always end up on the side that's more convenient for the larger person to be. <laughs> so I'm wondering how many of these sightings are from just concussions. concussions. <laughs> 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 per- personally. No, but I think most of them have happened while the person is in bed or something. So. I'll yeah, let yeah. Continue. that's a good point. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So my my mom, and my dad were sleeping in that room, and like personally, I have never liked that room. That room always creeped me out. Too. Yeah, that room so, has a has a vibe where you d- you don't vibe. definitely don't want to go that way. No, like go yeah. into that room. Yeah, I've just always gotten a very uneasy and like creepy feeling from that room. Yeah. But, um. One of the last times we were up there in that house, my mom said she was sleeping and uh, all of a sudden she heard. So Ziafafa had a little like metal purse against the the mirror that was near the bed. Mm -hmm. And she said that it sounded like somebody lifted it up and then just dropped it. Because then like when it was so loud, it woke her up. (gasps) And she said she was... She was like, what the hell, after she woke up. And then she saw that the purse was moving. And then she said she swears she saw it, like, be picked up again and then drop. Oh, hell no. And... <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and what? my mom was like, "This, like, because then, of course, like, I was a little skeptical the next morning because I was like, oh, you're, it was probably just the wind and stuff, right? Like, yeah. I doubt it. But she's like, no. The windows were closed and it wasn't it, the way it was moving wasn't as if it was being blow pushed by the wind or anything it was it looked like somebody was actually picking it up 
and then just dropping uh, it and letting it swing. Uh, but then, like, if you, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then, but like, if you remember too, Aunt Mitzi also had an incident in that room where yes. she felt like somebody grabbed her hand. Yes. But it wasn't. But it wasn't Zio. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because he was completely knocked out, and it was her hand that was away from him. So, like, who who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that room. Because the last time I stayed in there, I heard, like, the story about Aunt Mitzi and somebody touching her hand. And me and Rupert were in that room, and I was like, I literally cannot sleep. Like, I have never been so scared in being in a place (laughs) than in that room. I was like, I can't. Like, I would hide under the cover and I was like, I cannot sleep. I don't know why I'm even still in this room. And every little noise, I'd be like, what's that? (laughs) It was awful. But it's just, I like, Fofo obviously, she's like, oh yeah, that's the ghost. And I'm like, how are you not afraid of this? Like, what are you, what? (laughs) But yeah. Well, there was also the story with Ron, too. Apparently, he also experienced something. Did he? Um, so, there was one night where uh, Uncle Ron was sleeping over uh, Ziafofo's house. Mm-hmm. And he, when they were in bed, like, his slippers that he had on, they were originally facing away from the bed. Right. And they were both... They both slept through the night. Not one of them... He swears that... Not one of them got up. Granted, I don't know if, like, he's could possibly... I don't know how he could possibly know that, because, like, ZFFO might have gone up. But anyway, <laughs> um, he swears the next morning, though, that the slippers that were on the side of the bed near him were turned and were facing him. Uh, and that's not, like, even if he did get up he probably wouldn't have put them that way because if like you sit down into bed and you take them off your feet like yeah yeah that's what he usually does (laughs) yeah wow so that and like the way they yeah i know (laughs) right and the way they were positioned too he was like they were way too like they were way too perfectly positioned for like arthur to have like possibly moved them or anything like there's no way that that cat could have (laughs) <laughs> yeah fix them what? that way <laughs> I mean at least it was a nice ghost like he was just fixing the slippers or fixing the slippers for Ron <laughs> rather than like I don't know that's, starting that's a fire starting a fire is that a thing yeah, that maybe. ghosts do I don't know <laughs> do you have inside <laughs> knowledge of a ghost putting something on fire I thought like some some spirits and ghosts like have a weird ability to cause f- more destructive fires from yeah. smaller fires. Like mm-hmm. a candle could uh, set f- like get pushed over or something. Right. It's like a whole other story, but the, I guess that her fire, the fire she had in her house. But I think there was an actual reason. Yeah, I think it was natural like a pipes or something rather than a yeah. ghost. So at least that. <laughs> Haunted pipes. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like the way I put your slippers. Now I curse your pipes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Koga, do you think that, like, there was or, I don't know, maybe not anymore, but, like, a spirit in your house kind of thing? Like, one particular one. I, th- I, 
when I was younger, I definitely felt something. And I think it had to do with that basement. Like, there was just always something about the basement. Yeah. So, Coco, like, we, the three of us, have played uh, <laughs> with the Ouija board in your house. Do you think that, like, I don't know, did, is it, I don't know, Joseph made me think that, like, we had done something and released, like, a spirit into your basement. I don't know if, if the timing matches up, because if he had that experience in when elementary school. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it was. I, we were. I still remember us being pretty young, but mm. um, yeah. I think those exp- at least the one in elementary school. I think happened before we started playing with the Ouija board. Although to be honest, I feel like um, we did play when we were quite young because I think I was like I was in the fifth grade. I was just thinking about this because there was one point where we dug it out and the actual like what is it called the planchet or something yeah yeah that was missing and so you were just holding the stupid screw the knee the needle yeah yeah Yeah, i was and you Mm -hmm. were like oh look it's going i remember that and then i remember another time where you did it with marissa where that thing was there had appeared again yes yeah exactly so like the first time i think i think that was the same night as cheese crumbs so we all like had a sleepover in your room and we were oh, yeah. like, oh, let's play this thing. Um, but yeah, I remember being about 12. So then like that would kind of tie in with the age. Oh, Because you okay. would have been about six. Yeah. And Joseph, you would no, have been wait. About... Isab- Isabella was the cheese crumb. Yeah, but she, she wasn't that. Oh, no. Yeah, but she would have <laughs> just been a born, baby. no? <laughs> And eating cheese bits? I don't think so. Oh, no, maybe you're right. But anyway, so maybe it wasn't the same night as cheese crumbs. But um, I was definitely, like, around 12. Because I remember asking a question and it relating to, like, something that Miss Jackson had said. And she was my fifth grade teacher. So. I see. Yeah. It was just really weird. And then I remember, yeah, and then we brought it out again. And we were outside when it was me and Marissa doing it mm-hmm. and mom was like oh to make sure that you guys aren't lying or like you aren't moving the thing she asked us like really bizarre questions so like I had a friend and she was like oh what grade did he get on the physics test and I was like what, <laughs> what? Like, do you know the answer to that <laughs> but yeah it was pretty funny um <laughs> So yeah, we did we did do the the yeah, the main one that I remember is when I did hold the little needle into it. And I feel like we were just like, "Oh, hello." And it was some random thing. I can't remember what he said his name was. Like did he say his name was like Mike or something ridiculous? I don't I don't remember. I don't know. At all. Yeah. <laughs> I sadly I don't remember either. No. We were really young. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Um, yeah, so I was just, like, doing some research about Ouija board stuff, and I thought I found some, like, stories <laughs> that I thought I could tell, and then maybe we can kind of, like, kind of interweave it into our experience. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, the Ouija board is actually, like, has quite a bit of history that I didn't really know. I just thought of it as, like, a board game. 
Which is kind of weird, kind of weird to me that it's a board game that anybody can just buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, for I guess I don't know. I would imagine that people know what a Ouija board is, but um, if you don't, it's also known as a spirit board or a talking board, and it's basically a flat board that's marked with letters of the alphabet, as well as numbers zero through nine. The words yes, no, um, and sometimes hello and goodbye along with various symbols and graphics. And it uses a planchette, like you said, Joseph, and it's kind of just like a heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic, depending on which version you buy. Um, and you use that to indicate, it moves and it indicates like spelling out messages and things like that. Um, so apparently everyone is supposed to place their fingers on the planchette and it's supposed to move around to spell out words. Um, I did see online that there are 21 rules of playing Ouija, which I was like, oh, really? Yep. It's <laughs> kind of scary to know. So I thought maybe we, I could just kind of go through a couple of them. Um, so number one is Ouija boards are not a joke. which i guess like i don't know it's kind of not i mean you're selling it as a manufactured game surely this is a joke (laughs) yeah um (laughs) the second one is the most important rule is to never taunt or goad a spirit to communicate you with to communicate with you through the ouija board as it can have disastrous consequences but it's just like I guess they're supposed to come through, like, on their own will. (laughs) And then they'll maybe be a bit more peaceful. (laughs) Um, Number three is never ask a Ouija board when you're going to die. And I found that quite scary. Because can you imagine if you ask and it's like, now! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be very unnerving. (laughs) Yeah, or, like, even if it does tell you, like, your entire life is just going to be... Uh, depending obviously on like how much you actually believe this to be true then you can kind of just live your whole life in fear until you get to that point and you're like right well the Ouija board said this but I guess it's also just more like superstition for those who do believe in Ouija boards and stuff Um, that's probably just not right for you to ask anyway (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, number four spirits who talk to you through your Ouija board can tell you anything they want just because a spirit says something does not mean it's true a spirit will try to win your trust by telling you they are a long lost relative or the spirit of a small child who needs your help in reality the spirit could be malevolent so (laughs) yeah that makes sense I, I never thought of that before thinking like oh yeah they're just being sneaky (laughs) um then this one number five never use a ouija board alone the more people you have with you the better it means that there's more energy present to connect with this spirit if not everyone can comfortably sit and touch the planchette and it's some fine to have some people just be viewers as well um and then (laughs) and then this one very uh pertains to our talk Do not use a Ouija board in your home. (laughs) (laughs) If you do connect with the malevolent spirit, the energy will be in your home and it will be harder to break contact. (laughs) So hopefully that's not what we did. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I guess maybe the first thing I should ask is, do you guys believe Ouija boards to be, like, true or, like, their purpose, which is to speak to spirits or, like, just be like a, I don't know, an opening to the portal of the other side? Like, do you guys believe that that's a thing or that it's true? No. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I think <laughs> I like how Joseph just immediately. No. Like, yeah, nope. immediately. No. Um, I think it just has to do with the fact that, <laughs> like, obviously, these are all mass produced by a specific, like, company and stuff. So yeah. it's like. I don't know as much as, as cool as that something like that would be i just i don't necessarily know if i really believe it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like these rules are obviously for people who do believe in this and this basically just kind of telling you like don't be i don't know like don't have malicious intent really to have like if this is what you want to do and then a spirit does come through and then just breaks everything and ruins your house and your life and stuff because it's your own fault um but yeah it's just like don't use it here don't use it there don't burn a ouija board things like that but i mean i probably like i don't know if i believe that it's true but i also probably would follow the rules if i played because <laughs> i'm too scared otherwise <laughs> um but yeah so the ouija board was actually first mentioned in Chinese history in around 1100 AD um, in historical documents of the Song Dynasty. And so oh. this meant this method of um, automatic writing was known as Fuji, which means planchette writing. So it kind of just came from China, which I thought was pretty interesting. I never knew that. No, me neither. <laughs> um, but as a part of a spiritualist movement, mediums began to use like various means for communications with the dead. And so following the American Civil War, obviously in the United States, mediums like they did significant business with allegedly allowing survivors to contact their lost relatives, I guess, who they believed was dead and kind of made a living off of that, <laughs> which is kind of sad because, again, I don't really know if I believe in mediums either. Yeah. And for them to be kind of monetizing off of, I don't know, people who have lost loved ones in a war. It's just not not good. <laughs> um, but some guy <laughs> called Elijah Bond then, I guess, saw this stuff and just had the idea to patent this planchette sold with the board, which is the Ouija board today. So mm -hmm. basically he filed... Um, for patent protection on May 28th, 1890. And so he was basically the inventor of the Ouija board. So he kind of saw what was going on and was like, oh, these mediums are making money from this. I'm going to do the same. Right. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> did. Um, although, like, I found this pretty interesting that um, they do scientific studies based on the Ouija board and the what they call the Ouija phenomenon. Um, and so they say that it's the result of idiomotor response. So they, what they basically did was they had people come into the lab 
um, and kind of just recreated the effects of the Ouija board by um, subjects moving the planchette around. Um, and in mm -hmm. 2012, so pretty recent-ish, um, a study found that when answering yes or no questions, the Ouija use was significantly more accurate than guesswork, suggesting that it might draw on the unconscious mind. Um, and some critics noticed that the messages that they spelled out by the so-called spirits were just similar to what was going through the minds of the subjects, which I thought was pretty interesting because I then thought about when I did it when I was 12 and I like spelled of a, a name called Mike or maybe I wasn't 12 but do you remember that guy Mike that I like was dating yeah yes. he was in like Long Island right yeah so it could have just been in my like if this is true it could have just been in my like subconscious and I did that and then also I think I asked it like oh what am I going to be when I grow up and it spelled out governor <laughs> which is weird anyway but um i remember like miss jackson saying to mom at like a pta meeting oh she's gonna like be the head of she's gonna be the next president and so that's obviously like something that's maybe stuck in my head which oh. i mean it obviously has because i still remember that at 32 year, 33 years old <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i find that i found that quite interesting that that huh. is what it is because like yeah you obviously because i feel like i closed my eyes as well and just spelled it out but obviously you know where the letters are and like i think is it in alphabetical order it must be it's either in alphabetical order or in the order of a keyboard which obviously you see every day and you can kind of i don't think it's in the keyboard order <laughs> maybe not uh, <laughs> maybe the new one maybe the new one is <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so then at least well then it that, i mean that makes more sense so like if it's in alphabetical order i can, you can obviously or like your brain would have seen it before you closed your eyes or before i closed my eyes and been like right the g was there the o was here and kind of moved it around <laughs> and then just did it that way which i think yeah. is maybe, maybe a different kind of scary just that my brain decided to do this nonsense <laughs> <laughs> so in there lies right. the, yeah. the scariness rather than like a spirit coming through or something but, yeah <laughs> yeah I think I I think yeah I think I I find that more believable about the brain than, yeah mm. yeah um I mean as much as I would like to think that's like the movies where <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you might possibly summon a spirit or something or talk to the dead um yeah i don't know i i feel like looking back that it was definitely just what you had described just yeah. us like unconsciously moving yeah because i know for a fact piece. i wouldn't have like done it on purpose to yeah. like scare you guys because that's like something that like oh the big cousin can do that right and be like i'm going to kill you or kind of thing and i was just like no <laughs> i want to like this to be genuine i guess maybe i don't yeah. know if i believed it was true or not then but i was just like oh let's see or like i want my fortune told to me and didn't really <laughs> like understand what the hell was going on because obviously yeah like we said it is like this commercialized board game <laughs> this mass produced <laughs> literally, literally anyone... looked it up now 
and mean? the first thing that comes yeah. up is is a Stranger Things version for twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you so remember it's... when she has the Christmas lights and she makes like a <gasps> yes. a big one? Yes. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just kind of weird to me. Like, I'm afraid of anything anyway, and I probably would still just be cautious just because I'm unsure. <laughs> but right. it is like. I don't I don't really understand how this works. Like can you imagine like we're just playing with a little board and like some spirit is on the other side and he's like, "Whoop, here I go." And then just gets sucked through to our Ouija board just to like answer stupid questions that we <laughs> we want answering to like what am I going to be when I grow up? And he's like, oh, okay, like I have way better things to be doing than this. Apparently people are, are review bombing Ouija boards everywhere, like on Amazon and stuff. For like negative it, reviews or positive? Yeah, but let me read you this one star review, which yes, basically, please. this is two months ago. This mm-hmm. basically sums up the other one star. It says, the Bible says not to seek out wizards, soothsayers, sorcerers, spiritists, nor to mess with any form of witchcraft. In fact, the Old Testament law states that those who practice such things are to be put to death. This stuff is not a game. It may seem like nothing happens on the surface, but what is really happening is when you play with these boards, you're contacting demons. All they want is to gain access into your lives so they can cause havoc and drag your souls to hell when you die. Guys, you don't need to turn to occultic items to seek supernatural power. You don't need to call down a curse on your family that will produce lifelong consequences. There is a better way, and that better way is through Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this just makes me laugh completely. Like, how are you going to be like, that's a cult, that's a cult. By the way, follow Jesus. (laughs) Do people contact the Ouija boards so that they could get powers? Yeah, who is doing that? Or like, I'm going to put a hex on my family. Like, what? I feel like the world would just be taken over by demons at this point if, they, if this was true. Because think about how yeah. many of the people own an Ouija board and yeah. don't play by the rules and everything. Yeah, that's very true. It though. would just be like Doom. <laughs> Hell on Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very true. Um, Plus, not to mention... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to bring this up too uh so like some of the rules that you were reading um i noticed too that like it never says like you obviously they were made to be interactive but like i feel like if a the true test would be to just like not touch it and just leave it in a room yeah and just like have the spirit play with it if it was actually true yeah um that's true so like yeah just like thinking about it's like why why would you want more people with you because i feel like then that just that just increases the chance of somebody just doing it to mess with you (laughs) yeah they're like oh it's the energy and more energy and it's like no it's just more people so that there's more of a chance for somebody to move it (laughs) yeah exactly You shouldn't do it alone. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to make it up whatever. Because you could just write whatever you want anyway. You could write like a book and be like, yep, here's my fortune. <laughs> why would yeah, you even if it? you're not trying, I think that thing you were saying, this idiomotor thing, mm-hmm. is like you're making slight movements totally subconsciously. Yeah. Like, so you you sort of trick yourself. If you're like looking at the letter M and you have your hand on this thing, 
Yeah. It's going to start moving there because you're just like focused on it. And you'll be like, oh, wow, I'm not doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, your brain does really weird things. Like, like, you know, like when you stand in a doorway and you put your arms out towards it and then you walk out and then your arms go up. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. So if you... <laughs> Do you know you what never... she's talking about? <laughs> I'm going to need to hear this one more time. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. We used to do it in school. So, basically, basically, you stand, like, in the middle of a door frame. So, like, your body is directly in the middle. And so, what you do is you put your arms out. So, to the side, to the point where they're touching the sides of the wall. Uh, sorry, not the wall. The door frame. And you're supposed to, like, push your hands towards the door frame for like however many seconds mm -hmm. and then as soon as you walk so you then you walk forward out of the door frame and your arms will automatically go up Is i thought like... that this was something that you said like how you normally just walk through doors that's why i was confused <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i do that every time i walk through a door like a psychopath no <laughs> it's just a thing also that, how like... big were these doors that you were Oh wait, I know what you're talking about you now. Know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean yeah. doorways are big. I, people have to fit through them. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you like full wingspan. You were like trying no. to reach out. No, no, <laughs> just like as much as you can. But yeah, your body just yeah. does weird things because your brain thinks it should be doing whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it does make sense about the, um, yeah, your brain just moving this planchette to whatever it, it wants to hear or whatever it thinks you want to hear maybe or what you like want to impress your friends with or whatever yeah <laughs> that, does that thing have a name what that like arm floating thing <laughs> i have no idea because <laughs> there's also one with like oh wait no maybe not i was gonna say with your fingers yeah there is isn't it like if you interlace your fingers and then put your like, yeah. So if you put your hands together and interlace them, and but your um, pointer fingers are up and like pressing against each other for like a few seconds, and then you pull them apart, they instantly go straight in, like back to each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sitting yeah. here doing it, like people can see what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Your body's just weird. Reflexes, maybe. I'm not really sure. Is this also like that that trick where uh, somebody you hold your hands out and then somebody puts their hands behind yours and they tell you to push out while they're pushing in and then you do that for like a minute and then once they remove their hands it's like you're pushing against the ball or something. Oh, oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I guess it is the same kind of thing. Your body is weird. Your brain is weird. It's constantly <laughs> playing tricks on you. <laughs> so why not play tricks now? <laughs> so um, when I was doing some research on uh, Ouija boards, I found a story. Right. So I have a couple of stories. But this story is not scary. I just found it funny and um, on topic, I guess. Um, and also, like, even more funny is when I was reading it. It's actually, like, super local to where I am now. And I was like, this is really oh. weird. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, um, on the 10th of February, 1993, Harry and Nicola Fuller were murdered in their home in Wadhurst. 
Um, the couple were found dead on their on the floor of their home. Uh, Nicola was shot three times, uh, and Harry was shot in the back in close range. Uh, Mr. Fuller was said to like associate with criminals and things like that. But some guy called Stephen Young, who they thought was of previous good character, um, was considered to be the prime suspect of the crime. Um, his motive was thought to have been like financial difficulties and possibly drugs and things like this. Um, so in 1994, Stephen Young was charged to wait for it. Lewis Crown Court, which is literally in the town where I live, which is so weird. Um, so he oh was like, <laughs> right. I was like, what is, I was reading through it. And I was like, uh, I know that court. I pass by it on the bus every day. <laughs> but yeah, so he um, was charged to Crown Court with the double murders. Um, the court case lasted five weeks and the jury found Young to be guilty of the offenses and was given two life sentences. Um, but a month later, one of the jurors called Adrian was like, uh, by the way, me and three of the other jurors, jurors used an Ouija board to contact the spirits of the victims while we were locked overnight in a Brighton hotel, the ship hotel. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's, he said, basically, um, as the other jurors slept, him and the three others, um, for some reason, like busted out a Ouija board that they had. Oh, no. All right. So they didn't bust out a Ouija board. They made an Ouija board from a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) and a hotel room wine glass. And so basically they each put a finger on top of the glass and asked the spirit to guide the glass over the letters, you know, as you would normally play. Um, So one of them called Ray, he like kind of took initiative and said, right, like, who's this spirit? And the spirit said, Harry Fuller, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, very convenient. <laughs> so then Ray goes, who killed you? And apparently the glass spelled out Stephen Young done it. <laughs> and wow. so then Ray was like, how? And the glass replied, shot. And then so the four of them d- discussed what they should do, like, because I think the next day they were supposed to like give their verdict. So they were talking about it. And the spirit allegedly was like, vote guilty tomorrow. <laughs> so they did. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so this guy was sentenced. Found guilty. was <laughs> given two life sentences. And then this juror was just like, actually, I have a really heavy conscience. This is what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so because, because he came out with this story, um, they deemed the trial to be due, like, they called it juror misconduct. So this Stephen Young guy was given a retrial because they were like, well, these jurors didn't use their own judgment. They contacted a <laughs> fucking spirit. Um, so they had another trial, but he was still found guilty. <laughs> oh. So I guess it didn't really matter in the end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's um, actually still in prison today. And I think there's... You should go ask for his story. It could be your next podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're like, hello. (laughs) And I saw that there was, like, um, there's a website for, like, miscarriages of justice. So, like, there are people fighting to get him out. (laughs) Because they think he was um, found guilty for no reason, basically. But, yeah. I I mean, that's not a scary story, but I thought it was hilarious that these people believed him and we're like i know what i'm gonna do i don't know if this guy's guilty or not but i'm gonna ask the guy he <laughs> killed over a ouija board <laughs> but yeah and, and out can of you a ouija- imagine 
how annoying it would be if you're a spirit and you're just like hanging out in the spirit world and then you're like oh shit i gotta go someone's contacting me <laughs> yeah <this."> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and to ask me about a stupid fucking pointless case <laughs> as well that they can't make their mind up for <laughs> like this harry fuller's like yes here i am at the afterlife life like chilling and then now i gotta go back and relive me being shot in the head or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i thought there was a quite funny because people are just so ridiculous yeah <laughs> um but i did also find a maybe it's not a story so much but um people who play with or play is probably not the right word but use ouija boards um they are kind of warned of somebody called zozo and he's basically a malevolent demon who terrorizes or possesses those it comes into contact with um so yeah he comes out when people are playing the ouija board um so stories about him apparently came like became popular in 2009 following a viral post uh on a paranormal message board um so a man named darren wayne evans and he kind of was well he was thought to invent the entire existence of zozo but um he was just maybe mainly the one who started talking about it because there are um earlier mentions of zozo on the internet and so it says that a nigerian forum talks about him in 2005 um so it does seem to be a thing that people believe or someone who people believe is associated with the ouija boards um Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. might also be Another name for him might be Pazuzu, which is a 3,000-year-old demon who has the body of a man and a scorpion's tail. Um, So, yeah, this guy, Darren, just kind of, I guess, brought it to popular, just to pop culture, I guess, if you're into that kind of thing, (laughs) Uh, on paranormal boards, which I wouldn't go on anyway. But um, (laughs) So, yeah, it says that most people do not know they are talking to Zozo until it's too late. Zozo can lie and mimic other spirits. He can pretend to be whoever the person using the Ouija board will be most sympathetic to. So he can pretend to be the spirit of a little girl or a beloved relative who has passed. Um, And so even if you directly ask for a name, he's not obligated to reveal himself. So he's one of these like trickster ones that lies. Um, Yeah, so because of this Zozo guy, a lot of people believe that the Ouija board shouldn't be regarded as a toy or a game. I guess kind of like that guy in your little review. (laughs) Um, Because they believe that it is a door to the spirit world. And um, they also believe that it doesn't matter if you believe in the Ouija board doing what it says or what it's supposed to do or not. Um, Because they say that once the door is opened, any spirit, good or evil, can walk through and contact you or worse. I mean, I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't there was. like a terrible movie recently about this? The Ouija about board. The Ouija. Yeah. yeah, I think it was literally called Ouija. I didn't see it. Yeah. Did you yeah. see it? Uh, I did, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was Zozo in it? I don't know. I think it was just like a random <laughs> generic spirit. Oh right. See, they didn't want to tempt Zozo's fate either. <laughs> <laughs> And it also says that, like, you sh- you shouldn't use a Ouija board if you're afraid of coming into contact with Zozo because they'll just prey on your fear and that will make him come. And I was like, I don't like that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm well, so... like not gonna be scared of the Zozo. I don't know. He's... I don't get it. Not be scared of him? I mean, I guess maybe people don't know Zozo. Oh. Like when we played, we didn't know about Zozo. But if uh, I did know about Zozo, would I have played still? Probably not. Being like a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like exactly. uh, we don't want Zozo in Coco's house. <laughs> Um, so but there apparently are signs that you're talking to him so it says the mood or temperature of the room may suddenly shift Um, and it says even if Zozo doesn't directly reveal himself he may continue to point to the letter Z or even call himself Zaza and it says, wow, once... real clever. Yeah, I know, so sneaky. <laughs> then it says, once Zozo <laughs> reveals themselves, he will often spell his name over and over up to hundreds of times in a row. <laughs> Can you imagine? Your arm just goes crazy. <laughs> Z-O, Z-O, Z-O. And then it says, um, the Z and the O are actually located on opposite ends of the Ouija board's lower line. So in order to spell the name, it will have to go like in an infinity signal. Is there a photo of, of this Zozo? Of Zozo? Yeah, like the scorpion one there is. Oh. Yeah, so you can look him up. <laughs> there what? is a there is a movie from 2012. What? Called that Zozo. That has 30, 31% on Rotten Tomatoes called I Am Zozo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that. It, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't really say much else about this. <laughs> yeah, I'll put pictures up on the um, Instagram and stuff. <laughs> um, then it says that glass, especially mirrors, may break, uh, and scratches may appear on the body of anyone in the residence, even if they're not playing with the Ouija board. So can you imagine, like, your kids or whoever is, like, downstairs, and then you're like, what the hell is this scratch on my leg? <laughs> and they're like, so-so, will you stop? <laughs> And then it says, if you think that you have made connection with Zozo, immediately close out your Ouija board session by moving the planchette to goodbye, which they say to always do anyway, um, mm-hmm. to always like kind of end the conversation. And then it says, to be safe, no one involved should use a Ouija board again in the near fu- future. If it's possible, it's also best to vacate the space for a few days to remove all energy Zozo could be attracted to. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I guess we didn't. I guess Zozo didn't didn't come to visit. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if if it was Zozo, he didn't do too much. He just breathed in Coco's ear. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he was just like, "All oh, these kids, I'll let them <laughs> off this one time." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have about because there's like loads of. I don't know, people like on Reddit being like, yeah, I used an Ouija board and it told me that Princess Diana was going to die and she did. And I was like, right, well, I don't know if I believe you because who are you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah. But hmm. that's all the stories I've got on Ouija boards. You guys still non-believers then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're not going to go and bust your Ouija board out tonight, are you? No, although... I I actually... I don't know. I think my mom might have gotten rid of it (gasps) once we redid the basement. 
Maybe that's what they like. You took Zozo out with it. Maybe by going to the garbage. Because <laughs> I will say the basement now doesn't have an aura, that like scary, creepy aura anymore. <laughs> well, that's good. So <laughs> <laughs> he went with the the Ouija board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad. If anyone got... wants one, it's only twenty dollars. It's wait, what? Age is eight plus, according to Hasbro. Well, what if you're like seven? You're just not allowed. Too bad. It also says <laughs> adult assembly required, which I don't understand. I guess you have to put it's the literally... needle in the planchette. Oh, uh, right. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, I guess it is pointy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got for Ouija's. Do you have any other stories of Ouija boards? Have you guys ever played it other than when we have? No. No, I think that was the only time because uh, I don't think any of my friends really have them. So, yeah, that was that was it. That was yeah, wait, wh it. why? Where did yours come from? That, I was mom's? just gonna say, like, wh why did you guys have one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I. It was from uh, when my mom was little. I guess oh, their really? moms played with it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that thing was old. <laughs> that thing was like older than any of us. Really? <laughs> That's interesting. I have to get some more information on this. Because I also like... feel like your mom wouldn't go out and buy a, a Ouija board. Like, that's not the first thing I could mm. imagine her going into the board game <laughs> section and getting. But also, who would? As it, like, other than for a joke? I don't know. Because I feel like people who were, like, legitimately think that that's a thing would not just buy, like, a Milton Bradley version. Or a Stranger Things version. They would, like, I don't know, get some crazy one that's made out of like ancient wood or something yeah like, right like Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, exactly actually now that i think about it no i think she did throw it out because i was gonna say like wait does she uh, she might have actually sold it at the garage sale we had oh we were getting rid of stuff gives those but, to someone else <laughs> exactly. It's like the perfect now, start to a, a like a horror movie. You get an Ouija <laughs> board at a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, we should make this movie. We'd be like, oh look, like this was before, and then pan to the garage sale, and then the unknowing <laughs> like purchasers of this thing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I don't. Do you guys have anything else to add? Or are we? We're we're about to go play Dead by Daylight, which is a good horror game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have anything else to add to you guys. Nope. Nope. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to Joseph and Francesco for joining me today on uh, episode 15 about Ouija boards. Um. So uh -huh. yeah, I'm gonna put like all photos and stuff on Instagram. But yeah, um, if anyone likes our podcast, if you want to like, share, subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. So yeah, thanks again, Joseph and Francesco. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank <laughs> Thanks, you. guys. Bye. Bye.